G'day, g'day. It's Stefan Angelini from Angel Advisory. It's the 28th of February. Here's another little economic wrap for all my big fans out there. Yeah, that's mum. I'm talking to you. Um, sorry I didn't make it yesterday. My daughter got the better of me. Um, she won the battle. She kept me up a fair bit, but it's all good. I won the war because I'm back. Now, what are we talking about today? We are talking about whether or not the housing crash is done or not. Um, we're going to be talking about the housing crisis in Perth and why everyone's blaming it on Airbnb. We'll talk about zombie companies and what are zombie companies when we talk about the Australian Stock Exchange. Uh, we'll talk about renewable energy and what Australia needs to do to actually keep up with um, inflation to make that net zero target by 2030. We'll talk about lithium prices and what's going on in the lithium world. I know a lot of people love this resource. We'll talk about personal finance in schools and which state in the USA is actually making it mandatory for people to study personal finance courses. Um, and we'll give little old angel advisory a pat on the back at the end of the at the end of the episode. Um, so if you're out there listening in social land, we're going to jump over to the full episode on podcast or YouTube. Um, why do we do this? Well, basically, we consume a whole lot of content to help shape what we do with our clients' investment portfolio. So why not give you a daily dose of the kind of things we look at or the kind of things that are shaping the economic markets? Um, so just letting you know that anything you hear here is general information. Please don't consider it as personal advice. And if you want any personal advice, please go and speak to a licensed financial advisor. And if you want a financial planner, uh, reach out to hello at angeladvisory.com.au. Now, let's get into some of the content. Uh, talking about the housing crash. That's what everyone's talking about now in Australia. The housing prices are going down. We've dropped about 10% from its peaks in June 2022. That's one of the fastest crashes we've seen in a long time. But for February, Jan and Feb, the property market moved sideways. What that means is it didn't go down, it didn't go up, but it went sort of sideways. Uh, Sydney actually went up 0.3%. Now, is this a sign to say that we are done? It is not going to go down anymore. If you talk to uh, buyers advocates or people buying properties, they'll say there's not much stock on the market, but there is plenty off market. Um, and you'll see from people wanting to sell that there's just not buyers out there. So we're going to see what goes first. Will supply increase, supply increases of houses so more people put their houses on the market. That's going to push prices down. If more people start buying and house prices stay the same, it's going to push up demand. That means prices will go up. Simple demand and supply game, but we will see what happens. Um, while the property market has gone sideways, there is one economist out there, Christopher Joy, who thinks that the, we are not done yet. So what's happening is people are still spending a whole lot of money. The main people spending money are those eight, over the age of 55. So they're not feeling the effects of increased interest rates just yet. Um, and because there are, well, the RBA has data showing there is 40% of borrowers that are less than three months ahead on their mortgage payments. Now, if you, if you think that's a big number, you think of the amount of people that are coming off their fixed rate deposits or their fixed rate loans, which will start coming off in about June, July, where people go from a 2% interest rate to a 5 or 6% interest rate. That might be a, a bit of a headwind to say that you know the property market will continue to go down. So this one uh, commentator indicated that they think that property prices in total will go down between 15 and 25% from peak to trough. Um, now that's still another five to ten, five to fifteen percent from where we are today. So watch this space; can go anywhere. Um, important to be diligent, make all the right decisions. Now, in terms of uh, vacancy rates and rental crisis in Australia, Perth has hit its forty-two year level year low in availability. And what people are saying is they're blaming it on Airbnb or short stay accommodation. I don't think it's because of short stay. I think there's been a lack of starts and just um, a lot of Australians looking to go and rent now. Uh, while people are putting their place in Airbnb and short stays in particular, because there is a, there can be a really good return. You're seeing a lot of places around Australia, in particular Noosa, who are either limiting 
the amount of days you can put your property on as a short stay accommodation per year, or they're making you pay a fee in order to get it on there. So I think this might start to come into consideration for a few more, I guess, councils around the area. So watch this space in terms of short stay, but also um, I think there just needs to be a really big addressing of the rental, the amount of rental vacancies that are available in Australia. So if we can get the amount of rentals up, hopefully that will ease some of the pain that everyone around the country is feeling. Let's turn to stock markets. We've talked about property for a bit. Now, stock markets talk about zombie companies. If you've never heard of a zombie company, this is essentially when companies borrow a lot of money, they don't make a whole lot of profit, and essentially their earning or the amount of debt or interest repayments they have to make outweighs what their earnings. So they've got to keep raising money to come back and basically continue to trade. Um, otherwise, they render themselves insolvent. So well, looking at exactly what zombies companies are now, when we are in bull markets, you know, look at the year 2021 and some of 2020, the year 2021, let's look at that, for example, cheap debt uh, means companies, companies who are unprofitable are happy to borrow money to try and gain market share. And it's sort of accepted that they're going to try and gain market share over making profits. But in periods of rising rates, like we're seeing today, these zombie companies eventually begin to run out of steam. So they can't exactly keep up with the increasing rates. And they run out of sources of capital. So sources of capital are make more money. Um, another source of capital is to raise funds from the general public, um, being a capital raising, or it's to get more debt. So they can't get more debt because they can't afford it. They might not be able to raise money because their share price has gone down. And eventually, it's really interesting to see what happens here. Now, in September 2022, so that was a little while ago, around 13% of ASX companies, so companies listed on the Australian Stock Exchange, were considered zombies. That being they haven't earned enough income to repay the interest of their debt for at least three years in a row. Now, we're four years on from that period, four months on from that period. You can imagine it's starting to get worse. So when you're allocating your money into Australian equities, just be aware, be aware read the financials of the companies you're investing into and just make sure they're not a zombie company because I could imagine they're going to feel a whole lot of hurt over the next little while. The main sector that's going to impact is small companies and growth companies. Now, let's look at sustainable energy. Rio Tinto has picked up the pace that it's actually producing renewable resources of energy. So at the moment, they've got electro, hydroelectric dams that power a lot of their sites, but they also have a lot of coal-based electricity grids that power a lot of their sites. Now, they're actually moving to halve the amount of emissions that they're going to expect, amount put out by the year 2030. Now, that means they're building a lot of solar farms, a lot of wind farms. And in fact, they've actually got one-third of Australia's total presence in this space, and that's what they're predicting they're going to have. But Rio Tinto are saying, well, we're going, to produce, we're going to produce a whole lot of energy. We need a more coordinated approach, especially in Queensland. So they need suppliers, users, regulators, trans transmission providers, and policymakers to really get ahead of this and to make sure that it can take what's coming onto the market um, and coming into the grid and essentially aid the goal of achieving net zero by 2030. So... Um, it's going to take a big effort for everyone to get this done, um, but we've got seven years. So let's see how well we can go into getting that net zero target. Talk about lithium prices. So that's this is a resource, a really popular resource. Lithium goes into the production of basically car batteries. Car batteries are big in electronic vehicles. Now, the price of lithium peaked in November um, at, at what price? It peaked at $86,000 per tonne. It's now down to $61,000 per tonne. Um, now, that's a 29% drop from where it once was. Basically, why is it dropped? Well, there's not as much demand for electronic vehicles as they once was what they thought they would be, um, but it's just extremely expensive now. So it's a big percentage of what it costs to produce a car. Uh, lithium prices have fallen, but 
That's all right. It's still gone up eight times since 2021. So it's gone up dramatically, but started to come off a little bit, which is just what happens in markets. We'll turn over to financial education. So California in the USA has now mandated personal finance studies. This is something that's pretty close to my heart because we get a lot of people that come to us and say, I actually don't know how to budget. I don't know about taxes. So getting education early is a huge thing for us. I think it's a great step forward for them. So they're targeting to have it all implemented by 2025, 2026. And basically what they're saying is that year students in years nine to 12 can expect to be forced to study at least one personal finance course every semester. I love that. So they've got a basically a big rollout. They're dedicating $3.6 billion into building this out. Um, and I think it's just a huge, a great way to combat financial illiteracy, especially among younger people and just make them a lot more financially aware as they get older. Now, let me talk to you about a pat, pat on the back. We recently sponsored the Middle Park Primary School Fate or some might call it a fair. There were dodging car rides. Uh, there were little roller coasters, teacup rides. Um, it was a great little event. Good to see the community getting together. I'm really happy that we can be a part of a really great community as well. So that's it from me on the 28th of Feb. If you have any questions, please reach out to helloatangeladvisory.com.au. And if not, you have a great day and we'll speak to you soon. See ya.